0: Welcome back to the Veteran Minority Podcast The New Year's edition I hope everybody out there who's listening Had a good holiday And everyone in your family You and everyone in your family made it back Home safely um, Because that's very important We're going to talk about some things later on in the show About some things that we as uh, Black Americans Should leave in 2018 But before I talk about that What What happened to Alabama? I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm happy that Alabama got smashed, but I was I was I'm not gonna lie, I was pleasantly shocked by that because I figured The rubber match, I don't know. I guess I just always figured that Nick Saban would find a way. I guess even when I was watching the game, because you know I expected because Clemson has proven that they're a powerhouse program and they can hold their own with Alabama, but I guess I still was ultimately just waiting on Nick Saban to figure it out I don't know he like against Georgia my Bulldogs last year he made an adjustment in the national championship game he made another adjustment I mean he always figures it out and there was a moment one moment during that game that I realized Alabama was gonna lose and I tweeted about it because you know Alabama they go down in games and then they come back up they come back and they win even against Georgia they were down like 28-14 against Georgia Georgia could have put the nail in the coffin um late in the third quarter but they didn't and Alabama came back and won the game and Nick Saban did a fake I want to say was it a fake punt or a fake field goal basically it was a fake kick he tried to pick up a first down on like a fourth and like what was it 10 or 11 or something like that I don't remember the exact details of the down and distance but I do remember what stood out to me was wow Nick Saban is getting desperate man He's, he's resorting to fake kiss Because Nick Saban's teams don't really do that That's not a Nick Saban thing He normally he's, he coaches his team Prepares his team If they come out and they're getting outplayed in the first half They make adjustments in the second half And they dominate They don't make mental mistakes Two are through two picks the deep, their, their offense was stifled So that was just shocking I'm no, I'm no Alabama fan i'm not an alabama hater per se but seeing them fail was you know was refreshing man because you know the thing about sports is yeah dynasties are cool but then dynasties become redundant and it's always nice to see some parody you want to see somebody new climb to the top of the mountain you don't always want to see the same team winning the same and that's that's kind of what it was for like the past decade just nick saban from 2009 to 2019 was alabama But Alabama's starting to lose its grip on college football as we're starting to see. Clemson's coming up. Georgia's coming up. But we got to go toe-to-toe with Alabama every year. But Georgia's coming up. So, yeah. I was happy to see that. I was happy to see Alabama. And and like I said, but it was still a shock to get blown out 44-16 because, like I said, Nick Saban teams. You only see them do that maybe early in a regular season game, early in a conference game, early conference game in a regular season. Maybe a rivalry game they lose. I mean, when I look back on all the games that Alabama lost, they— i don't think i've ever seen alabama get dominated like they did on monday night so yeah and i don't know what that means a lot of people are talking is this the end of nick saban is this the end of that i don't know college football goes in cycles he who gets the best recruits is going to feel the best team in college football there's there's not really an even distribution of talent. So, I mean, Nick Saban's still Nick Saban. His legacy still his legacy. I don't expect Alabama to be down too long at all with the drive that that man has. Yo, Nick Saban's is a freaking sociopath. This dude is going to figure out why he failed. And he, he, Alabama will be back in the national championship again next year. I don't doubt that. But shout out to Clemson, man, for getting it done. Because I haven't watched too much of Clemson this season, so I didn't really know. Um, not much about their quarterback because that's what it it always comes down to when you play Alabama team is the quarterback. How well does the quarterback play? And so um, for somebody like me who hadn't seen, like I said, a lot of Trevor Lawrence, yo, man, the dude balled out. And Alabama, they were able to run the ball against Alabama. Yeah, that game was just a really, 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 really weird-looking game. Like I said, to see Nick Saban on the other end of a beatdown was just – Pleasing to a lot of people I'm sure But you still had to like Be looking at the TV like How and why you know But hey like I said college football he Who gets the best recruits feels the best teams So Clemson got the best recruits I mean Clemson's got a lot of talented players I put it that way um, They do recruiting classes And recruiting classes are a lot like draft classes because a lot of times, you, a lot of fans, we look at our team's recruiting class, and recruiting class are a lot like draft classes, man. You have busts out of high school, you have dudes that are five-star recruits out of high school and don't do nothing. So I guess you can't get caught up in recruiting class all the time. But yeah, man. Anyway, yeah. So Nick Saban and them boys got the brakes beat off them in a championship game. Still can't believe. It. But shouts out to Clemson for putting in that work, man. So uh, yeah. Moving on a little bit, I talk a little bit about the Cowboys and the playoffs this past weekend. Like I said, once again, I was driving um, a lot, so I didn't get to see all the games. I missed the Ravens-Chargers game, and I missed the what's the other game? The, I missed the Ravens-Chargers. Oh no, and I, uh, yeah, that's the only game I think I missed because um, I ended up seeing the Eagles game. I made it back to Tallahassee in time to watch the Eagles game. But the Cowboys, man. I one thing I want to speak on the Cowboys a little bit. Because a lot of people I know a lot of Cowboys fans are Going into this weekend Believing that they have a chance Listen You don't Let's just put it Let's just put it frankly You don't uh, Dak Prescott was impressive Running the ball He was He made some plays On some late dirt third down plays In that game on Saturday night Against Seattle That even I was impressed with I was like damn man the Cowboys are doing it They look good They look convincing But The Cowboys in the regular season Were 7-1 and at home So that's par for the course They handle business They got the Rams on Saturday The Rams can also run the ball The Rams can put up p- points in bunches I know they've been struggling a little bit down the stretch But hey man they got the week off I'm sure Sean McVay go and boys ready I fully expect the Cowboys not only to lose on Saturday I expect them to be blown out It's not going to even be competitive Because once again The Cowboys offense Is atrocious And I know people are like well the last game they scored 24 Listen A home playoff game does a lot for team spirits It's a lot of There's a lot of motivation There's a lot of Intrinsic motivation That comes along With playing a home playoff game You don't want to be let down In front of your fans Plus They played Seattle Early in the season They lost to them There was a lot of motivation For them to win that game Now They're about to take Their their game They're They're their, their, They're about to take the show on the road And I want and, and in full To be fully objective I want to say this The Cowboys have The the talent or the characteristics of a team that could win the Super Bowl let's 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 not sugarcoat it they have a deep they have a they have a good defense they have a great running game they have a wide receiver in Amari Cooper who I guess is big time I'm not sure I don't know because he really never really exploded onto the scene he never really was consistent enough in Oakland to warrant being called a top receiver but He has top receiver talent So I'm kind of confused on that But you never forget Amari Cooper is a great route runner He's a great tactician So he's a a number one uh, Top five receiver talent Even though y'all would just play by So basically basically what I'm saying Is the Cowboys have the potential That if they put it all together They can win the Super Bowl But they won't Because they're still the Cowboys Dak still can't throw the ball What is my criteria for great quarterbacks? Throwing the ball down the field with accuracy Dak can't do it Yes he made some plays with his feet Yes, but can, he, can you count on Dak to do that consistently? No. Can you, Dak, can you count on Dak to throw the ball with accuracy consistently? No. The Rams don't have a good defense. This is true. But they got some players. They got some playmakers in the secondary. And Dak will throw a few for you. He threw one to, uh, he threw a couple interceptions really in reality against Seattle. They just didn't capitalize. And he definitely threw one to, uh, what's my man's name? Bob, Not Bobby Wagner, um, Damn, I done forgot the linebacker's name now. But he threw one to my man, number 50, the linebacker in Seattle. He threw one to him. And he threw, he he had he had thrown one to Shaquille Griffin as well, but Shaquille didn't couldn't, couldn't squeeze that thing and pull it in. So best believe, I believe, uh best believe that to lead and Marcus Peters will eat. I believe they're gonna have a pick a piece. Jack is probably gonna fumble in this game. Todd is gonna run wild. Jared Goff is gonna do what he does. And I'm predicting like 35, 35-14. LA Rams, man. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna walk into the next play. They're gonna walk into the next round. You know? Because like I said, don't and I don't and I know people are gonna get caught up in, in in that game last Saturday, man. I'm telling you, we've seen this story with the Cowboys before. We've seen the Cowboys with a you know, a quarterback throwing for four thousand yards, thirty plus touchdowns, a running back running for uh eighteen hundred plus yards. You know what I'm saying? We've seen them have the talent that they have. We've seen them have talent to get it done before but something something listen I believe in energy I believe in spirit I believe in things like that and Jerry Jones is a curse to that team I don't know whatever he did in the 90s ain't working now he needs to update his methods because they haven't won in almost 22 years, and I don't expect that to change in 22 years. Yeah, 22 years. I don't expect that to change now. Like I said, so I don't want to get become a prisoner of the moment. I don't want to get carried away because Dak Prescott made a few clutch third down runs uh, in Jerry World on Saturday night. I think we need to keep it all in perspective. The Cowboys have been a good home team all season, and not a very good road team all season. And so that's what that puts them. And they played in a terrible division. And so they won the worst They won one of the worst divisions in the NFL Winning majority of their home games So we'll see man Like I said we'll see I fully expect the Cowboys to go out there and lay an egg It's not even going to be close I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams put up a 50 burger on them Seriously Or 40 At least a 40 piece Put the 40 Glock on them I'm not I'm not going to be shocked at that at all Another game we got going on this weekend too Is the Eagles and the uh, Saints I don't know what, my prediction on that is just pie in the sky, really. I have no reason to believe that the Saints are going to lose because we all know in that dome the Saints are unstoppable. So I really don't have much on that. I just I just feel that the Eagles could get it done. I think I think Nick Foles brings a level of balance to the Eagles that Carson Wentz doesn't bring. And wait, wait, wait! Before I get into that, let's talk about the elephant in the room. So Nick Foles last year fills in for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was having a great season. Nick Foles fills in for Carson Wentz Goes in, wins the Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl MVP Comes back the next year Carson Wentz gets hurt again And Nick Foles goes on a winning streak now To get his team into the playoffs And then they win a playoff game Carson Wentz has, what is it? Nick Foles has what? Four playoff wins in the last year To Carson Wentz's zero And a Super Bowl win, and a Super Bowl MVP Listen man, I'm telling you I know Eagles fans I know know them very well. I was raised by one. They They don't care about Carson Wentz, man. They care about the wins. And Carson Wentz, if he keeps getting hurt, if he keeps getting injured and not producing for this team, mark my words, the Eagles fans will turn on him. The pressure is mounting on him. Because you... It was it, the se- Last season was Carson Wentz season To burst onto the scene To the elite quarterback scene And he couldn't stay healthy and do it And another thing Like people keep pointing out on ESPN And all these other channels Yo Carson Wentz injury problems Go back to his college days man So this may not be something That he can overcome I'm not saying he won't overcome it But it may not be something that he can overcome Because like I said mean, Maybe he's just a fragile dude They try to draw the comparisons Between him and Matthew Stafford But Matthew Stafford didn't get hurt in college He got hurt when he got to the NFL True he did he broke his collarbone, I think, and the shoulder. He kept injuring his shoulder. And he, he eventually did get healthy. So there is that. But Mark Matthew Stafford wasn't getting hurt in college. This man's been missing games since college. So I don't know, man. I feel like the pressure's mounting on him. And it's going to be interesting to see, for me, going forward, how Eagles fans... Deal with Carson Wentz. Even if he, look, best case scenario, Carson Wentz comes back and he plays a full season, a healthy season, and he goes, you know, 11 and 5, 10 and 6, 12 and 4, something like that, and gets him into the playoffs. Okay, that's even cool. But if he's not winning playoff games, Eagles fans are going to remember in their mind, like, yo, man, the only Super Bowl we have is from the backup. They're going to be looking at Carson Wentz real funny style. Like, look, dude, you the, you the, you the, you the what, the second overall pick. You're the, you're the you're the franchise guy, but yo, I man, you ain't putting nothing on the table. And Nick Foles, <laughs> when he come off that bitch, he's putting numbers on the board. You may not like it. You can say luck, Cody Parky, Crossbar Parkey, he missed it. You know, hey, that is what it is. You need some of that on your on your on your role on your run to the Super Bowl. You need a little bit of luck. But Nick Foles is putting numbers on the board. He puts W's on the board, and he doesn't just put W's on the board in the regular season. He puts W's on the board in the playoffs when it matters. That's very important to me. So that's why I'm giving the Eagles a chance, because they got Nick Foles. And and if I'm judging by history, by last year and this year, yo, man, the Eagles got a chance if they got Nick Foles in any game. And I understand the Saints, excuse me, I understand that the Saints are are loaded defensively, offensively, and their team that they have this year is is built a lot like the team that they had, I think, in uh, 2009. When they won the Super Bowl. It is. They got their Reggie Bush style, Alvin Kamara style running back. They got their between the tackles. Guy they still got Drew Brees. They got a wealth of weapons. And their defense is on point. So once again, I'm not I'm not counting out the Saints or trying to. I just don't believe in the Saints because I've seen the Saints lose so many home games to me. But but I've seen the Saints lose so many playoff games. And for every all the passing yards and stats that Drew Brees has, he only has one Super Bowl to go for. I know one Super Bowl is more than a lot of people have, but we talk about we act like Drew Brees is Tom Brady or something. We act like the Saints are the Patriots. So that's why I want. I just once again I feel like we need to put everything in its proper perspective when talking about uh, these playoff games. Yes, the Saints are loaded, but what is what is the Saints' history? What is what is uh, Sean Payton's history? Man, this dude don't really get it done. Now, if they had the legacy and the and the and the and the pedigree of the New England Patriots, I can understand people being scared to go to New Orleans. But man, you could be you could beat them in New Orleans. I believe that. I believe that. And so I believe Philly got a chance, man, because I believe Philly believes in Nick Foles. I believe the players on that team believe in Nick Foles. And they have every reason to. Because when he step on the field, like I said, he gets it done. He put the, he put the murder game down flat. Like my man said, like my man said, oh, no, pay the fool. Like my man uh, Rico said, yo, he put the murder game down flat, B. You know what I'm saying? That's what he does. That's what Nick Foles does. He steps on the field. He put the murder game down flat. They come away with wins through hook or crook. The Eagles win when Nick Foles is on the field. So that's why I'm giving them a chance. Um, the Chargers and the Patriots—that's another game. I'm thinking, I'm picking the Chargers, man. I'm throwing stats out the window. I'm not getting into stats because in the playoffs, it's all about matchups. It's all about—it's just one game. You know what I'm saying? So throw all that regular season stuff out the window. And I believe the Patriots are here, are there to be had. The Patriots have looked very weak this season. They've looked like that lion that's over the hill, that's holding on to his pride. And I believe one of these AFC teams, man, they're gonna come challenge. They're going they're, they're gonna come take the Patriots' title from them this year. I think we don't see the Patriots get to the Super Bowl this year. I think the Chargers handle business. Phillip Rivers, I'm banking on Phillip Rivers, man. This dude has done everything but win a Super Bowl. Or win a, of, or win a lot of games, let's be real honest, too. But I think the, I think the, I think the Chargers could get it done this week. They have, the, they have the proper run game. They have a proper defense. Hopefully, the thing about the Patriots, though, you just can't outthink yourself. Similar to like, when you're playing Alabama, you just can't outthink yourself. And a lot of teams outthink themselves, man. They try to outsmart Bill Belichick or Nick Saban because, you know, they're, they're both one and the same. They come from the same coaching tree. They and That's one thing them two dudes u- usually don't do. They don't outthink themselves. They don't try to outcoach themselves. They stick to the game plan, and they make adjustments. And I think as long as the Chargers, I think the Chargers have way more talent. And a, and, a, and, a, and a good enough coach I'm going to be honest I don't know much about my man But he seems like he's putting it together Got the Chargers to 12-4 and 4. Yeah, they a They they're, they had to play a division uh, round game But that's because the Chiefs were putting it down So you can't really complain about that But yeah, the Chargers, yo, they got it They can do it this year And I'm fully rooting for the Chargers I'm going to be rooting for the Chargers, man Until my voice grows horror Because I want to see somebody knock off the Patriots I'm tired of seeing the Patriots too Just like I was tired of seeing Alabama um, what else? What other game do we got? I don't even have the schedules in front of me. I think we have the um, The Colts is playing the the Chiefs. Oh, I'm fully expecting the Chiefs are gonna run away with that one too. I'm not worried about that. Chiefs go handle business because at the end of the day, I'm gonna keep repeating it till I'm blue in the face. You guys are gonna hear it time and time again if you're listening to this podcast. The measure of a quarterback. Everybody wants to talk about the quarterback is the most important position. That's bullshit. Quarterback is not the most important position on the field quarterback is a another position on the field what makes a quarterback great or what makes a quarter, or makes a team able to be led or carried by their quarterback is the quarterback's ability to throw the football down the field meaning 10, 15, 20 plus yards with accuracy anything under I'll say this anything under 15 yards I'm not here for it throw the ball 15 yards plus down the field with accuracy makes an elite quarterback and Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball, falling out of bounds, falling down, tripping over his own foot from any trajectory, any angle, any arm angle, side arm, underarm, left-handed. He can throw the ball with pinpoint accuracy. I'm. I've said this to other people, and I'm gonna say this to y'all listening to this podcast now. Patrick Mahomes, the 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 the, the Chiefs on a bad day put up 28 on a bad day. If their offense is struggling, they score 28. Many team, a lot of teams in the NFL can't say the same about themselves. That on a te- on a bad day, they can put up twenty eight to thirty five on you. Man, come on! My pick to win the Super Bowl is the Chiefs, simply because I believe, like I said before, that Patrick Mahomes is unstoppable. And if they don't win it this year, because there's a chance they might win it this year, it may be because you know somebody schemes them defensively or Patrick Mahomes, you know, because he, he is a first year starter. So I do have to keep um, my my I do have to keep some balance in my perspective that. He is a first year starter He hasn't maybe seen all the defensive schemes And coverages and disguises But I'm telling you Once that man figures out defenses Once he's able to read defenses And predict what the defense is about to do to him You won't be able to stop him Because he can throw the ball From any platform From any angle At any, at, at any yardage down the field With accuracy And there's nothing you could do defensively There really isn't A quarterback that can put it on the money Like We've seen that Sometimes a good throw beats good defense So that's what I'm saying And Patrick Mahomes Nine times out of ten, I know that might sound like a bit of hyperbole. Nine times out of ten, he's going to make a good throw. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's going to throw picks, but he's also going to put that, joint, that, that, that ball on the money. Right in the bread basket. So, that's my pick. My pick to win the Super Bowl is the Chiefs. Um... I don't know who they're going to face in the NFC. I don't, don't, you know, I don't want to get too crazy with my predictions because the NFC to me, and even so, even the AFC too, because the Patriots are still the Patriots, but the NFC, you know, it's it's wide open to me because the Eagles is on the scene, dog, and the Eagles is on the prowl. They on the march, and people could count them out. I know I have some Eagles friends and stuff like that that are like, oh man, I'm scared of New Orleans. I understand that. I understand that, but New Orleans can be had, and so um, to me, the only team people should be scared of. I know this sounds crazy because they have like the worst defense in the NFL, but I don't care. Because they could put up points And I don't think enough teams Could put up enough points Consistently enough And I understand like I said In, in the playoffs The windows get smaller It's colder This and that But listen man Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes Was born to throw that ball He gonna throw that ball And we are gonna see watch, watch him Watch him Watch him this weekend Watch what he do You know what I'm saying But um Transitioning to other topics It's been an interesting Like I said I, I didn't do a show last week So I didn't get a chance to comment on um, some of the things that I wanted to comment on. Um, It's been an interesting week for our brother. Or interesting new year. Start to the new year for our brother LeBron James. Um, First things first. First things. um, LeBron has his little show. His little barbershop talk show. And he was commenting on. The NFL owner's slave mentality. And i i found what s he, what he said to be pretty stupid for the simple fact that he was he was talking as if the type of racism that nfl players face is somehow unique unto the nfl just the nfl itself like the nba doesn't have a legacy of racism too and i would like to remind people because he was saying something like oh you know uh the players in the NFL, the owners are like, yo, you're gonna do what I'm gonna do, and you know, um, if you don't do what I do, I'll just get rid of you. And in our league, you know, we're allowed to have a voice, and our owner, our our, our league, our commissioner, you know, what I'm saying, he lets us have a voice. He may not agree with us, but he lets us say what we want to say. He lets us do what he wants to do. And this and that. I'm looking like this. Look, man. Look, man. If you are a sports athlete, if you're an athlete, period, playing professional sports. Those owners have a slave mentality There was no difference between the NFL or the NBA You want to know what the difference is between the NFL and the NBA? The difference is The NBA went through its little racial upheaval Years ago They had their their real um, Coming to Jesus moments Where uh, the fans Had their beef with the black players And said the NBA was a thuggish league And all this stuff They had this years ago Let's not forget um, That Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf Similarly to Colin Kaepernick Was banned from the NBA For not pledging the flag So was Craig Hodges See the difference between the NBA and the NFL is The NBA put their racism under legislation The NFL didn't Because they didn't have to To LeBron's point in a way To to, to kind of make LeBron's point In a way he's right They didn't necessarily have to legislate their rules Because they could just tell you Hey you're going to stand up for the national anthem See in, in in the NBA They made it a rule That you had to stand up and when Mahmoud didn't stand up, they banned him out the league. So LeBron getting on this, uh, you know, you don't do what I say. Listen, man, you overstep the boundaries in the NBA if you want to, LeBron, or any other black player, or any yeah any other black player in the NBA. Overstep the boundaries if you want to. They're gonna get rid of you. See, I read the book Forty Million Dollar Slaves. It's a, it's a it's a great book. If you haven't read it, please read it. It's a, it just just talks about the history of sports. And one of the things that they said, um, I don't and I don't remember. I wish I could quote the book exactly, but um, I think it was. A basketball player. I want to say it was Charles Barkley. It was, it was written by William C. Roden. I want to say it was Charles Barkley. I want to say but I could be wrong. And, 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 and I'll double check that. I'll go look and I'll research the book and I'll come back with a proper quote next episode. But I, th- I want to say it was Charles Barkley. I mean, he was saying how the NFL, or wasn't it, maybe it wasn't. I mean, let me not to put that on Charles Barkley. It was some black NBA player. He basically was saying how the NBA needs them like all oh, these sports leagues they need us and I and I feel that's that's kind of the, the perspective that LeBron was kind of coming from like the owners in the NFL treat y'all the way they treat y'all because they, they feel like they don't need y'all but the owners need us yeah and no to a certain degree well because in the NFL there's a there's a larger player pool you know what I mean and with the with the way that injuries ravage the NFL bodies it kind of is there's there's just a naturally a higher turnover in the NFL, period, whether it was, whether the owners were racist and had an old slave mentality or not, there's always going to be a higher turnover because just the nature of the game, and the NBA, there isn't that level of high turnover, and there are less players, there's not many players that can do what JaVel McGee does, and I know that's like JaVel McGee, yes, even JaVel McGee, like a, shot, a seven foot, there are not many men on the planet that are seven foot, see what I'm saying, you can't teach height, so what LeBron is feeling, he's feeling like he's a... Is he's feeling like they have some type of privilege by playing in the NBA Listen, man, you don't Donald Sterling is racist Mark Cuban is racist The NBA is racist The NBA instituted a dress code You feel me? Like I said, not only did the NBA ban black players who, who spoke up politically for black people So like I said, man, what LeBron said was very stupid And it shows that he, has, he doesn't have any type of... Um, historical database to 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 base his statements off of. when he makes statements like that he seems like he he's he coming off like a house nigga like oh the master though the master treats you niggas the master treats you niggas bad out there in the field but he treat us good in the big house no lebron nigga you just a well-paid slave You're a 40 million dollar slave my nigga don't get it twisted dog and ah that's what makes me mad about these athletes they be getting it twisted just because they got these white owners in their face telling them how good they are man listen you are listen and and the biggest thing that LeBron Like I said the biggest thing LeBron's own career Talking about slave mentality This is what made me mad about it The owner When LeBron left To go to Miami The owner wrote that racist ass letter Calling the man a coward And a turncoat And he betrayed him And you guys don't need The Cleveland area Doesn't need this type of Betrayal and cowardice The self-proclaimed king Like you know what I'm saying And guess what LeBron had to do When he came back to Cleveland Make mass of his money so man, LeBron dog, ah yes, were you right? Yes, do the, do the NFL owners have an old slave mentality? Sure they do, but it ain't, and guess what? The, God, the the goddamn NBA owners have a neo-slavery mentality. So get out of here, man. Listen, man, racism don't go nowhere; it just evolves. These white owners, man, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna let y'all say what I got to say because they understand. Listen, man, y'all making us money. The the fan base, listen, listen, man. These there, there's a thing called market research. Where where sports leagues and businesses, period They find out who their consumer base is The NFL consumer base is not the NBA's consumer base So there will be, uh, I guess, a, a higher level of tolerance For uh, um, some of the social protests in the NBA For the simple fact that the NBA owners And those all the people that run in their boardrooms To help, you know, um, market their product to people Understand that the NBA has a huge black Fan base, whereas the NFL doesn't. They have an older white fan base. So there's NFL will have a different tactics. But don't get it twisted, LeBron. You step out of line, you too, bro, will find yourself on the outside looking in. Just because you help build their league and talking about our league, it ain't your league. It ain't your. I don't even understand how you feel like it's your league. And maybe I'm speaking out of pocket here. But like I said, man, when I look around, I only see one black owner, and that's Michael Jordan. I don't see a whole bunch of black owners to where we could even pretend to call this our league. So I don't know, LeBron. We, we, and you know what, and, 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 and I, yeah, man, LeBron needed, LeBron needs to think sometimes before the, some of the stuff that he says, and I know, I know, right, that's coming from me, but LeBron needs to think before some of the stuff he says, because I'm sure he sounded, he thought he sounded very intelligent making those statements about how the NFL owners, they could just get rid of, you know, you don't do what I'm saying, Nick. Like, yo, and the NBA owners are the same way, my brother, and let me give LeBron a little secret, too, with this whole globalization of the NBA thing, they're looking for white players, brother, because guess what A white player in America Will always sell more jerseys And sell more tickets than you Because at the end of the day You're still black So if they find their next white superstar If the NBA can globalize And get some of these European players To come into the league LeBron Black, black men will find themselves Out of a job too So stop with this Possessive thing of Like this is our league No brother You're making money my dude Don't let this shit go to your head And on the flip side For my brother LeBron Like I said Because it's, it's been a weird It's st- been a weird, rough start to the year For my brother LeBron There was a there was an um, article Written um, in the Detroit I want to say the Detroit Press I posted it on my Facebook So those of you that are friends with me on Facebook um, You guys could go look at it But basically it's The new face of anti-Semitism is black that's what, this, that's what the writer of the article was saying And he basically was saying Because LeBron James posted on On the um He posted on his Instagram some 21 Savage lyrics And it was like we're getting Jewish money Everything is kosher And they're equating that to Say that LeBron is anti-Semitic And I'm like peeping game Because I'm sitting back and I'm like yo Didn't a white dude shoot up a Jewish synagogue In Pittsburgh Like just not even six months ago Not even four months ago And I'm like yo How is is LeBron the face of anti-Semitism When all he said was I'm getting Jewish money He didn't say, I'm getting kike money. He didn't say nothing racist. He said, I'm getting Jewish money. Everything is kosher. And now you're equating that to a man walking to a Jewish synagogue and committing mass genocide against Jews? Come on, my brothers. And and, and that's the problem that I always, and that's kind of what I kind of went on LeBron's last comments. Because what you have to understand as black men in America, and I'm talking to the brothers right now. That no matter what you do, you are always the number one public enemy in this country. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't you know what I'm saying LeBron didn't all he did was quote rap lyrics saying that Jewish people got money Jewish people do have money now do all Jewish people have money no and he had to apologize for that and that's another man like I said it's been a rough week it's been a rough start to the year for my brother LeBron his team he got hurt he got hurt you know what I'm saying he making stupid comments in the media he's being accused of anti-semitism LeBron man just take your time off bro get your mind right man because they got you crossed man you don't know which way is up right now in my opinion anyway I said earlier at the beginning of the show that I really don't get into um, New Year's resolutions, and I don't. But there are a few things that I want black people to leave in 2018, some things that we need to leave in 2018. Fear, Um, ignorance, and most importantly, fake nigga outrage. And I want to talk about fake nigga outrage for a second. More specifically And I'll touch on the other ones a little bit later There was a new documentary series About R. Kelly that came out And the full disclosure I've not seen it I've not seen it in its entirety I've seen um, a few of the interviews And a lot of the things That the women were saying on there Were disturbing And if I'm led to believe That what they're saying On those documents Which I do Let's not make no bones about it That what they're saying is true um, R. Kelly is a sick motherfucker, man And he needed to go to jail um, But What I want to get into is, is the fake outrage of it all Because black people See, I did some, I did some research a little bit last year I, started, I was watching the Nielsen websites and Twitter See, black people, we spend a lot of time On social media and watching TV And what TV does Is TV shows you symbols And basically TV is curated And it's placed, things on TV are placed in front of you for you to consume and for you to um basically to be controlled you know what i mean because it's not a balanced uh you don't get a balance of opinion on tv you get one side the white side and so what i'm trying to say here is that because black people are so glued to the tv you could be made to be upset and outraged by anything they flash on your screen so that's one thing I want black people to leave in 2018 I mean, Move away from the TV I'm not saying don't watch your TV shows I'm not saying don't you know, enjoy your Twitter and social media I'm not saying any of that What I'm saying is We spend 40 hours a week on average The black community spends 40 hours a week Watching television That is the equivalent of a full time fucking job you got, We're out here spending Basically we're going to work And then coming back home And going to our second job Which is entertaining ourselves With mindless television that white people put in front of us And what I want us to understand is that the time that we're spending watching television we're not spending cultivating your mind um building up your critical thinking so with that being said anybody could place something in front of you to make you outraged hence the surviving r kelly we've known about this r kelly my mom used to tell me about r kelly when i was younger everybody knew about r kelly you know what i'm saying we made dave chappelle made jokes R r kelly went to a court uh the boondocks made an episode this has been no secret but now because somehow this new documentary has been curated and produced and placed in front of your face You want to be outraged and start talking about how black men are trash and things like that I just want black people to understand listen man don't, don't stop being triggered by the stuff you see on TV Because the stuff that you see on TV has been placed in front of you for a reason To fulfill somebody else's ulterior motives or somebody else's hidden agenda Back away from the TV I'm not saying don't watch TV lord jesus i'm not saying that i watch shows i watch documentaries i watch power i watch tv shows but but occupy the other 40 hours that you spend all those those 40 hours that you spend watching tv you could be doing something else you could be hitting the gym you could be reading a book i know black people don't like to read but we need to that's another thing we need to leave like i said we need to leave ignorance in 2018 as well crack open a book and read something besides what you see on television what you see on the video game system because that ain't going to make you no money, and black people, with black men specifically, but black women too, we have nobody that's going to that's gonna create any institutions for us, that's going to feed us, ultimately. So all the time that we're wasting entertaining ourselves, we could be using it to uh, educate ourselves. And that's all I got to say, y'all. Thank you for listening to this e- episode. Um, you can listen, you can subscribe to the Veteran Minority Podcast on iTunes, um, Stitcher Radio, and uh, Google.